welcome to Feel, Pray, Love, a podcast devoted to bravely looking beneath the surface of ourselves and the world around us. This is a place where emotions are valued messengers, where life never happens on accident, and where every single part of you is welcomed. Thank you for being exactly who you are and for showing up here today. My name is Nikki Sunshine. Hello, dear friends, brothers, sisters, humans of the earth, brave and beautiful souls. Welcome back to this week's episode of Feel, Pray, Love Podcast. This is your girl, Nikki Sunshine, and I am feeling like just so excited today and full of energy and life. And it's it's only 9 a.m. in Bali as I record this. So um <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I I I can't even contain this excitement. Not that I would ever want to. So you know, your girl was having a little dance party before I hopped on here and yeah, I have I have some exciting news and a really important and potent conversation to share with you guys today. So, um, buckle up your bootstraps and get ready. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Welcome to Goofy Knickknack. Feeling pretty goofy, pretty silly, pretty. Um, energized and excited today. So thank you for witnessing one of my many uh, flavors and expressions. Yeah, before I dive into this week's episode and what I want to share with you, this very loud message that's been coming through, uh, I want to share a couple of announcements. So the first announcement is I'm so excited to let you guys know that I have some really beautiful humans uh, on my calendar in the next week or two who have so graciously accepted my invitation to come on the podcast. I know it's been a while since I've had a guest here. Um, Y'all been just listening to me rock it for, I don't know, many, many episodes. I think my last guest was my ex-partner Warren after we separated over a year ago. So um, I got the calling to bring some guests on and uh, in a meditation, the exact guests I was to invite came through and all of them accepted. How beautiful is that? How grateful do I feel? So just get ready. Next week, we're going to have an interview with a dear, dear sister, an incredible leader, a change maker. She's an amazing woman. Um, so just get ready to, to experience that. And I hope you feel as excited as I do to bring these interviews to you. Um, yeah. So the second thing I want to announce is that, um, as I alluded to last week, I've officially created a Patreon account for the podcast, a Patreon profile. So what is a Patreon? For those of you that don't know, Patreon is a platform in which you can support creators and artists that make podcasts or music or art or written word and you can support these people in keeping their creations alive right so how it works is there's different financial tiers you can sign up for a financial tier which is like a monthly donation um, and each tier gets you different juicy benefits right so I have a few different tiers on there um, everyone who joins my patreon gets access to bonus content so few times per month. I'll put some bonus chats, audios, downloads, videos, um, stories on the Patreon. And then 
other tiers have other benefits like getting your name and your Instagram shouted out on the podcast or getting uh, twice monthly intimate love letters from me to your inbox. So there's different uh, ways you can be involved. Most of all, I'm calling forth those who who love the mission and support the mission and, and want this podcast to continue. Um, my first goal is going to be to raise about 400 and, or I'm sorry, $370 a month, which is what I need to just keep paying my team to make this podcast. Um, I have a producer, I have an audio editor, and then I have my right-hand woman, my assistant, who um, puts it all on the Instagram and, and um, helps me spread the word. So that will be my goal, to make enough just to keep paying my team. Um, I actually won't make or take anything from that. Now, if somehow this movement grows and and more support uh, comes in, then wow, what a dream it would be to somehow make part of a living doing what I love, which is this podcast. Um, with that, I'll always be circulating money that I make back into the mission. That's pretty much where all my money goes, folks, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Sustain my life and uh, back into the mission. So. Yeah, very excited. Please go check out the Patreon page. I'll have it linked in the show notes. And I would love your support. Um, the lowest price tier is around $5. So for $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Um, yeah, so if you've been served and if that feels like a worthy cause for you to contribute to, I invite you to go take a look at the Patreon, check out the different tiers, and um, become a part of the Patreon family. I'm really excited to offer this to you as my community as a way of bringing us even closer together. I'll get to know some of you guys in there more than I do now. And um, yeah, to give you an opportunity to contribute to a mission that you believe in and support. So thank you so much for your support in just listening and if you choose to become part of the patreon family thank you so much for for that doing that with me ah <sighs> yeah 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 okay i believe that's all i have for announcements um yeah, so let's just get into this week's episode because this conversation is very, very alive for me right now. Um, it's very present, which is why I'm, I'm recording this transmission in this moment. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to grab a sip of water here. Mm. Here's your gentle reminder to grab a sip of water if need be. <laughs> And let's dive in. So I'd like to start with a story. As usual, you guys know me. I'm a sucker for storytelling. I feel like the stories I tell are how I connect with you all. And um, so, yeah, let's start with the story. As you know, if you listened to last week's episode, I've been, I was in this space of, of just feeling deep, deep grief and heaviness and and death. I really kept feeling like, Pardon me, I, I had to take care of my cat <laughs> trying to pee in my rose plants. <laughs> I'm like, Loca Rose, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah, so I was in this space of just feeling death in the air all around me. And, um, you know, I was just feeling that. I'm like, oh, everything feels so heavy. I just feel this energy of death. It, it really felt like a collective death grief I was tapping into. And then, um, as I believe I told you guys about in last week's episode, in a single day I learned of a shooting back in the town I used to live in, in Colorado. One person I know was killed in the shooting. Nine others were killed, many injured. Um, and then on that same day, my dear sweet Nana died who's been like a mother to me my whole life. She was there for me and my sisters in such a profound way as children. Um, since our mom wasn't 
she couldn't do it on her own and she wasn't fully available and my nana really stepped in so so then I had these physical manifestations of grief right and then later that evening I couldn't sleep I was tossing and turning and I started to have these big questions kind of arrive in my sphere. Well, first I started having memories or visions or flashbacks to some things I've never witnessed, but I started to have really clear visions of indigenous people um, in the trees, in the lands of their, of their lineage, of their, um, you know, native people and being captured and taken by boat by Americans and, and the Englishmen and, and taken over to the Western civilizations and sold as slaves. And I just had these very strong visions and memories of, of how so many people were captured and sold into slavery and abused and murdered and, and um, had their freedom relinquished, right? And so I was just really feeling that, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't going into guilt. I wasn't going into shame. I was just really feeling that experience. And I was crying and I was feeling all the pain that so many have faced. And so I was just being with that grief and those feelings. And eventually what started to come forth were these bigger questions, which, you know, some of the questions I was starting to ask myself were, okay, I I have all this freedom and liberation, right? I was born in a country that's allowed me so much freedom and so many options, and I was given this life that, all things considered, is pretty damn good, you know? Like, I'm, I'm pretty blessed. So I started to ask myself some bigger questions regarding my own privileges and my own freedom. And how I can begin to reconcile that freedom with all of the pain that's been felt and all of the blood that's been shed and all that's been lost. It was almost a moment of, okay, one man's freedom is another man's nightmare. So how do I reconcile my freedom knowing that in order to obtain my freedom, someone else had to live their nightmare? And how do I take what I've been given and use it for the fulfillment of love towards the end of separation, for the unification of all beings, all species, all cultures, all civilizations? These are the questions I've been pondering. And they're really, really big questions. And I know that I have but small answers rooted in really ignorance you know I'm, I'm not an expert here but I've been praying on this a lot and I've been starting to get some clarity so that's what I would like to share with you today um, you know I went into ceremony the other day and I had some candles lit and I burned some sacred herbs and I was praying and I was chanting and and then I just opened my body up and I was feeling all of, all of this stuff and and at the end of the ceremony I I got my journal and I asked God please speak through my hand and and give me some direction on these questions. I feel lost. I don't know where to go here. And he did. My hand started writing so fast, like faster than I could think, and two full pages of like really small writing came out, and I was just like, wow, okay. And, and later I had to look back and actually read what I wrote because I didn't even know what I had written. Um, it just really poured through my hand. And, and I feel so much more clarity now on some of these bigger questions. And so something that's come through from me asking these bigger questions is this idea that in order to perpetuate love in the world, my job is to 
continue perpetuating love myself and to guide others towards that. Now, what does it actually mean? What it really means to me in this moment to just perpetuate love is to continue to focus on my own healing. And I feel as bold as to say that it is absolutely an ethical responsibility of all humans and especially all who consider themselves light workers or healers or space holders to prioritize their own healing. You know, we we see so much hate and destruction and death in the world, right? I mean, these days you can look around, especially in America, and it seems like every day there's a shooting or some act of violence, right? So it's easy to look at the people inflicting harm and violence and say, gosh, they're bad people. There's so much hate in them. How can they be that bad of a person? You know, they must not be spiritual, whatever the judgments are. But at the same time, if I become hateful and resentful in response to someone else's hate, then I'm just matching them where we are, where they are. And I know this is a bold statement, but I believe that the hate that lives inside me or the resentment or the pent-up anger, be it towards an ex-partner, towards my parents, towards myself, is the same hate or resentment or pent-up anger that lives inside the person who goes and shoots up a grocery store and kills people. Hate is hate. Resentment is resentment. And You know, I'm a big, big proponent for letting ourselves lean into and feel the darkness when it comes. And that is very different than harboring darkness within, right? To harbor darkness within is to change your aura, your energy. And as you know, energy is so important. The energy that we radiate changes the world breath by breath word by word touch by touch you may think how does my energy really change the world but it does the energy you carry affects the way that you carry yourself and the way that you respond and act with and to the world around you and Every time you take an action or say a word or put out an energy, there is a response that ripples beyond what you could ever see or know. All right, the butterfly effect, if you don't know about it, there's a great book and movie on this idea that every single thing we do has many, many ripples of effect. It's cause and effect, right? So even when we can't see or hear or taste or touch the direct effect, there's still an effect. I gave this example in my most recent live call with uh, my Her Reclamation women. Um, But I'll give it here because it's such a powerful example of how you think your actions don't matter, but they do. So let's imagine that you're driving home and you get stuck in traffic and some car comes and pulls you off or cuts you off. And let's say that you're already in a, in a space of pent up darkness, right? Maybe you're angry with your parents like you have been their whole life, or you're resenting your ex for the way that he treated you or the, or the way your relationship ended. Basically you have a lot of unresolved wounds and and you haven't forgiven people right that's usually what causes this when we're when we're not willing to forgive we're still ruminating deep inside like oh they did this oh they did that oh my parents didn't raise me right so let's say you've got that going on inside okay now you're driving through traffic you get stuck some guy cuts you off and you're like hey dude fuck off and you flip him the bird and you honk your horn and you're like what the fuck and you react right Because that's what we do when we have this pent-up darkness within. We become very reactive. 
right? We're not able to see the love in people. We're not able to access that understanding and compassion in the same way that we can when we're clear in our channel, when we're not holding on to darkness. So you flip the guy off, you tell him to fuck off, and he looks back and he's like, well, fuck you, and he flips you off, and he honks his horn, and, and then you both go on your way in the swoom of cars. And so he's driving home, and he's all heated, like, you know, he's all activated, and he gets home, and his wife greets him, and she's like, honey, how was your day? He's like, get off me, and he brushes her away. He's like, I don't want to talk right now. And he marches up to his den and slams the door. So then his child, the child of the home, comes home from school and he's like, Mommy, Mommy, look what I painted for you today. And she's like, Mommy's not available right now. I, sorry, honey, like I can't, no. Like, oh, Mommy needs a glass of wine. And she leaves the kid and walks into the kitchen and pours a glass of wine. So now this kid is feeling like, oh, like nobody ever has time for me. Oh, gosh, why am I even here? And this, this child starts to go into this, you know, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, wondering why he's here. And he starts to ruminate on this darkness and he feels unloved. So the next day that kid goes to school and that kid's feeling, oh, I'm not loved. I'm not worthy. My mom won't even talk to me. My dad won't even talk to me. And, and then he walks across this other kid at school who's quite a bit smaller and, um, you know, has a limp. And he comes up to this kid with the limp and he pushes him down and he says, you're such a stupid little limper willy and and he bullies the kid right he bullies this other kid and and now this this young boy willy is crying and he's on the ground and everybody's laughing at him so this is one example of how the butterfly lives in our life right this is this is how the butterfly effect works you a simple act of reactivity and anger in a traffic jam can lead step by step all the way to this young willy man on the playground getting bullied and made fun of for his limp. Right? Yeah, I know that's a hard one to go through because you're like, no, willy, I'm with you. <laughs> Not willy. But I, I need to illustrate this point because some of us have decided to believe like my little actions don't matter, but they do. My energy doesn't matter, but it does, right? Now on the contrary, when you have an interaction with someone who's just radiating love, you can just tell they've done the work, right? They've, they've done the work of forgiveness. They've reconciled their wounds. They're still doing it. Of course, it never ends. But you can just feel that that person isn't carrying around darkness or demons, as one of my mentors say, says. And they, they can have someone act with harm or unkindness towards them, and they just hold a frequency of, okay, yeah, um, right. So let's, let's imagine the same scenario, right? Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you just, you know, you, you have a moment of, oh, and then you get your, your bearings and you're like, you know what? It's okay. And you just wave him on. You're like, okay, have a good day. And you just wave him on. Um, you figure in your heart, like, who knows? He's probably in a rush. Maybe it's something important. And you just give him a smile and you wave him on. Now, maybe that guy who cut you off was already having a bad day. And now you've smiled at him and you've given him a wave and he could feel your kindness. And he's like, huh, wow, like she just smiled at me. I, you know, he, he could feel you. And I think that was exactly what I needed. And so he's driving home and he's actually feeling kind of in awe and, and a bit elated from the energy you put off with that smile, right? So he gets home and his wife is like, honey, how's your day? And, and he's like, you know, work was kind of difficult, but but I'm feeling better now. I'm feeling better now. How was your day, honey? And him and his wife share a moment of embrace, of connection, yeah. And then the child comes home and he says, Mommy, Mommy, look what I painted you in art class. And she says, Honey, that's beautiful. Let me put it on the fridge. Say, do you want to go get an ice cream together? And, and yes, I'd love to. And the kid and the mom and the dad all go get ice cream, right? And, 
And now this kid the next day is feeling full of love and feeling seen and feeling heard. And so he goes to school and when, when he sees the the young boy Willie limping, he says, Hey, can I carry your books to class for you? I see that you're 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 limping. Right? And he offers a hand, he offers kindness, he sees the young boy. And so that little shift in your energy and how you react to that person that just cut you off in traffic can have this ripple effect that changes the lives, the experiences of so many people. And this, my friends, is how we change the world. And it's so tempting sometimes to want to fight against what we don't believe in, right? We want to fight violence with aggression. We want to meet hate with hate. And I get that temptation. I understand it because sometimes the harm that's done is so difficult to bear, right? It just rips your heart apart and brings you to tears. And it's like, ah. And what feels really true to me is that we can't make as much of an impact as we think we can or would like to believe we can by meeting hate with hate. What actually has a stronger impact is just continuing to focus on your own healing, right? Continuing to look within and saying, where do I hold on to anger? Where do I project my unresolved and un healed wounds onto others, onto my partner, onto my parents, onto my roommate, right? Onto the guy who cut me off in traffic. It's so tempting to look outside of us and look at everything that's going around in the world and say like, well, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's fucked up. And it's true. What's going on in the world is fucked up. I am fucking with you, you guys. Like so much of what's happening in the world just rips my heart apart and goes, is nowhere near in alignment with my moral code. And, and I've spent years wondering like, but how can I make a difference? And, and I really feel more clear of how I can do that now more than ever. You know, there was a time in my life where I wanted to go to college to study economics strictly for the reason that I saw that our world is run by money And I thought that if I had an inside understanding of money and the economy that I could somehow make a difference from the, from the top, I could work my way up in maybe politics or some kind of big financial position. And then I could, um, and then I could make a change in the world. I've always wanted to change the world. And now I see how truly the greatest impact I can have is by continuing to look at myself. You guys, our outer world is is indeed a reflection of the inner world of the people here. Right? If, If more people on this planet were living in a state of harmony and love and forgiveness, healing their wounds not holding on to the darkness, just allowing it to move through. If more people lived like that, we would see a very different world reflected on the outside. And so it is our ethical responsibility to say, okay, what healing have I yet to do? Where am I still wounded? Where am I still disempowered? Where am I still um, holding on to anger, resentment? hate, right? Some really common ones I see that that a lot of people tend to brush off like, well, this isn't that important. There's this going on in the world. I need to go fight against that. And so they ignore these places in their own healing. And I'm now taking, trying on the idea that instead of fighting against something, How can I take that energy I would be using to fight against and how can I stand for something? Instead of fighting against violence, can I stand for peace? 
instead of fighting against separation, can I stand for unification? Instead of fighting against aggression and hate, can I stand for healing and love? So we have the opportunity to look at ourselves and examine some of these things. Again, some common ones I see are wounds with parents, right? People walking around still resenting their parents. I spoke up in a group recently about healing the parent wound and how I came to forgive my mom. And I had some people reach out to me afterwards. One man was in his 70s and he was like, Nikki, thank you because my mom was very similar to yours. She was an alcoholic. She couldn't really show up for me as a parent and also was on medications and had big mood swings. And um, he's like, I have yet to forgive her and she's in her grave. Long gone, you know, and, and something you said today, Nikki, really helped break one of those chains that I was holding on to. Thank you. And it was a really sweet message to receive. And it just made me realize how many people are walking around with these wounds, right? We still haven't forgiven our parents, still resent our parents. We still feel super uncomfortable with money, right? That's a huge one. And, and people like to tell a story like, well, I'm on the spiritual path, so I don't need money and I don't need to look at that. But really, you're just avoiding, right? You're just avoiding you do need money. And if you didn't, you wouldn't be selling your spiritual services, right? You wouldn't be selling your yoga classes. You wouldn't be selling your coaching. But people do this all the time. They play this position of, well, I'm too good to look at my money stuff. But really, that's just coming from fear because, yeah, it's a fucking big one, y'all. I have been consciously and consistently unpacking my money stuff for the last few months. And a lot has changed for me financially. And it's a really deep journey. Um, so people are still walking around with money wounds. A lot of people walking around with stories and resentments towards their ex, right? There's like this big partnership wound, intimacy wound, fear of being seen, fear of not feeling worthy. Um, and possibly the biggest one I see these days, and for good reason, is this, 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 um, this, I want to be mindful with my words here, but this, this wound around the system, right? And, and I mean, I get this because I'm like, I'm with you. Like I look at the system. I left the, the matrix a long time ago and, and have been doing everything I can to live a life that's aligned with me and not the system. And I, I live a pretty unconventional life. So I, I feel you like, you know, I'm not one to really confide to societal's expectations and the system's expectations of my life. And yet, we can use the system as a means of distracting ourselves from our own healing. Let me say that again. We can use the system as a means of distracting ourselves from our own healing. Right? I've seen this before with friends and with clients. I once had a client who was so angry with the system. And she was really big into protesting and she would go to protest and she would scream and she would, ah, and like just, she had a lot of anger about it, right? Now, is her anger unjustified? Absolutely not. There's damn good reason to be angry in the world. And I, always recommend people to feel their feelings. And if you need to feel anger, feel it. Let it move through you, right? It's, it's here for a reason. I get angry too when I look at the world sometimes. And this particular woman, you could just feel anger in her 
essence. Like it wasn't just like this thing happened and I have anger and I need to move it through me. She was always angry. And her way of dealing with that or justifying that was telling a story that it's because of the system she was angry and then she would go to these rallies and protests and she was like living her life as a living protest basically and when we started chatting and working together I asked her one day what are you so angry at and you know she told me um, the government and the way they treat the poor and the way they treat the the minorities and yeah, okay, I hear you. Me too. That is fucking shitty. But I'm going to ask you again, what are you so angry at? And it took some time, um, you know, listening and hearing her story and continuing to ask the hard questions. But eventually she looked at me and she just broke down. She just started crying. and She said, I'm so fucking angry at my mom. And what was revealed was that actually underneath all of this anger and protesting was this unhealed wound between her and her mother. And she was still carrying around anger at her mother. And so I share this with you because this is so important, especially for those of you that consider yourselves healers or space holders or light workers. Any unresolved wound within us, anything we're refusing to look at, because of whatever story we tell, money's not relevant to me or, or my parents actually were bad so I don't have to forgive them or whatever it is. Anything we're not willing to look at and go into, which means going all the way into the darkness, please listen to last week's episode for more on that, is coming through in the way we show up in the world. So if you're a space holder... Let's say you're a coach of some kind and you hold space and containers for other people to grow in. Let's say you're not looking at your money stuff and you're pretending it's all fine and you're just leaving that wound inside of you festering. You are bringing that scarcity lack energy into any container you create. And you are therefore infusing that energy into the auric fields of the people who come into your containers guys, do you realize how ethically irresponsible this is? It is so irresponsible to do such a thing. So, you know, I speak this message to all humans because it would benefit the world greatly if all humans were to prioritize and focus on their own healing. And I especially speak to those of you who consider yourself a space holder, a healer, a coach, a therapist, a, um, yeah, a, a trans, a leader, right? Like we have to acknowledge our dark parts and we must prioritize our own healing. Otherwise it is absolutely irresponsible for you to hold space for anyone else. Now, I'm not saying you have to be perfect, right? Because healing's not linear. It's a continuous journey. God knows I'm not perfect. I'm still on the journey myself. And you have to be willing to open those doors that you've worked so hard to lock and keep shut and buried in the basement of your soul. Right? This came, became really clear to me a few months ago, and this is why I started really going deep into my money stuff. I had come a long way, and, but also not really. Like I, I've had really profound moments with money and abundance, but I could feel inside there was still that core wound of always feeling scarce, always feeling like it's going to run out, it's not going to be there. And... And so a few months ago, I realized how I was bringing this energetic into any container I was holding for people, be it a one-on-one -on -one space or a group container. And I, I realized like, oh, I can't do this anymore. This is so irresponsible. And so I actually let a few clients go, paying clients. And I told them like, I brought you in here with a scarcity mindset. 
And so this container is not serving you. And um, I love you. And the container, as we know it, has to dissolve. And maybe there's, in the future, maybe we come back together in a different container. Who knows? But I cannot um, ethically hold you in this space anymore that was created through scarcity, right? So I let a few clients go and I opened the portal. <laughs> and I've been going deep into it ever since. And I even joined a um, program with an incredible woman to really help me understand the pieces I was coming up against on a deeper level. And, um, and so now I have this container I'm holding right now called Her Reclamation. There's nine other beautiful women in there. And I can feel the difference in the space that's created because this space wasn't created with a festering, unacknowledged money wound deep within me, right? Now I'm still on the journey, but I'm acknowledging it. I can talk about these things in that container. Money comes up and I'm not afraid of it, right? I'm not afraid to admit where I'm at and how I'm dealing with it and my wounds and talk about my journey. And that kind of transparency is so, 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 so incredibly important if you are someone who is um, doing the work of, of healing, of space holding, of, of leading, light working. So please, please, please prioritize your own healing. Many of us are so quick to look around and want to fix the world and fix other people and I can help you and I can help you and I want to fix the system. But guess what, folks? If we don't first heal ourselves and move the stagnant darkness that's been living within us, it doesn't matter what we do to quote-unquote fix the system or fix others, which nobody needs fixing, by the way, because nobody's broken. Um, it doesn't matter because the darkness is still there festering within the people who make up this planet. Humanity is a strong force, if you haven't noticed. And what we're holding inside is so important. It's such a big deal. <sighs> it's such a big deal. So the purpose of today's transmission is to remind you the importance of your own healing. And to offer you a, a path and almost an offering of solace in those moments where you're looking around and you're feeling so overwhelmed or frustrated with the world and even like full of grief, I speak to you because I go there. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much hate and people being mistreated and abused. And, and I, I've gone to these places where I really get overwhelmed thinking like, how can I help, right? Like, what can I do? Do I go to a protest? Do I write a letter to someone in high places? Do I try to, go, do I go to school for economics and like become a leader in the world of finance? You know, I, I've gone many places with this and, and what I'm resting is now is, what I'm resting in now is this. Yes, it is important for me to feel the grief. It is so important for me to feel the grief to feel the pain, to let that darkness move through me when it comes, right? I'm not denying myself those feelings. I'm not denying the darkness. So when I have those flashbacks to my Africans' brothers and sisters being pulled out of their homes and sold into slavery, I'm, I'm feeling like a stab in my chest. I'm crying. I'm mourning. I've got these deep bellowing, like yells coming out of me and I allow myself to feel that I go all the way in as much as I need and then as emotions true emotions which again are just energy and motion always do that ends it moves right it moves through my body and then when I start to ask myself those questions how can I make a difference I remind myself that focusing on my own healing is the most profound difference I can make. 
everything else comes naturally. You naturally begin to inspire others. You don't need to fix other people. You don't need to tell them how to be. You just continue to focus on your own healing, clearing away the, the repressed darkness, opening with more love, and watch how many people you inspire. You guys, this whole thing that feels even weird calling it a business, but this movement, this, this podcast and my Instagram and this, this community of people that has been around me and in my sphere for over two years now, this all started just because I became deeply devoted to my own healing. And I started sharing about that. I started sharing my story. This wasn't even a business when I started it. I just wanted a place to tell stories. That's why I started the podcast. <laughs> and through that sharing of my own journey, I naturally began to clear away layers and lifetimes of stagnant, dark energy, and my light began to shine brighter. Right? Your light shines ever brighter through the cracks of the darkness. So I allowed to go, allowed myself to go into these dark parts and feel and move through and then, and then I would come out and then I would rise and then I'd have some new wisdom and I just keep doing that. It never stops over here in my world. I'm always healing. Does it always look like me feeling deep grief and death? No, of course not. It's got many waves. And I'm so blessed to have a life that is weaved and riddled with so much joy. I, I mean, I, I really experience so much joy in simple moments. Um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't have a moment of joy anymore, even if I'm deep in sadness. The feminine is, you know, she's everything. I'm, I'm deep in grief, and then I'm giggling with my kitten, and then I'm feeling this, and then I'm feeling that, and really learn to allow myself to move with the waves of feeling. I don't commit to any particular feeling. Um, so, yeah, the healing journey, your healing is so important. And I just want to remind you of that. If even for a moment you've begun to think like, well, this isn't as, as important as this. Like, okay, my healing's like, yeah, I get it. It's kind of important, but I need to go do this thing. I need to go do this thing. No, my child, my sister, my brother, my friend. Your healing is a priority. It is the priority. It is the most effective way to bring positive change into this world, believe it or not. So I invite you to channel your own energy, your resources, and your time to your healing whenever you can. And allow it to be a process of beauty. Allow yourself to look upon the healing path with reverence. Allow yourself to bow in tender-hearted devotion to healing, your own healing. And relish in the new versions of yourself that are born each time you go deeper into your own healing and allow yourself to celebrate how your outer world begins to transform and you see people in your life shifting and you begin to inspire people just by being yourself and continuing to heal. <sighs> yeah. So, it is your ethical responsibility to prioritize your own healing. Remember that. <laughs> Whew, yeah, we're going deep as always. <laughs> Just want to thank you all for being here. Um, I know that this show, oh, there's, there's the puppy. I know that this show, it goes deep and it can be confronting and it's, it's, it's not the place you go for a, 
a quick hit of just ah happy and rainbows like we we really go deep into these these nuances and these big questions and um it just fills my heart with so much joy that there's people in the world that want to do that <laughs> you know sometimes i start to wonder like is it only me um because I believe in the power of this work and I believe in the impact that people who are willing to do this work can have on the world. So I thank you. I bow in reverence to you. I love you. And again, I ask you to go check out the Patreon for this show. I'd be so grateful and honored to receive your support in continuing to support my team in bringing this show to life. Um, without them, it would just be a bunch of random transmissions and audio recordings sitting in my computer. So um, please go check out the Patreon. Go join the family there. And as always, share this episode with a friend. Share it on social media. Um, leave a rating and review if you have not, please. It helps this show get into the hands of those who need it with more ease. So it's the mission, Grace greatly appreciates your support <sighs> yeah I just love and honor you so very much thank you for joining me this week and I will catch you next week with my first interview in a long time so stay tuned I'll catch you in the next episode mm -hmm.